Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. All right, welcome to Plan for Life Now, episode number 70. How are you doing, Dave? I am uh, pretty good. Good. Pretty good, considering uh, the quarantine continues. I can't complain. Not bad. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. No. Have we ever stated on these podcasts that you and I do not see each other. We've seen each other very briefly. Uh, what have we seen each other three times, maybe since since the middle of March? I've seen you on on the well. Skype we've seen on the, on the video screen. Yeah, I'm not right. counting that. I'm saying in person, IRL, as the kids say. Um, what does that stand for? In real life. Oh, I don't know any of these. But you gotta you gotta get up on your. Your internet lingo. The other the other day I texted you R O T F L, and you, what is that? <laughs> I, said, I had Rolling an idea. I, I had an idea. It was I. I said something funny. I didn't know what that meant. Rolling on the floor laughing. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we have been social distancing, whatever you want to call it, working from home and the beach and wherever we are. Yeah, I just worry about – I don't worry. I, I'm not a worrier. I'm more of a preparer, uh, which is good for our profession. But I'm really getting myself prepared for, you know, let's say starting December, December, January, February. Yeah. How how bad are those months going to be? Yeah. No, my wife keeps talking about that, saying, you know, the blessing in all of this has been – It started, you know, kind of mid to late March when we could go outside. And, I mean, my kids and I really got into biking this summer. And, you know, we've been taking walks and hikes. Not going to be able to do that in January. And it gets dark and depressing and who knows. Hopefully hopefully we're very close to a vaccine then that we'd all be getting or treatments that would make us say, this sucks, but the light is at the end of the tunnel. Once the weather warms up, we'll be in a much better position. That's what I'm hoping for, a psychological uh, light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I try not to get too obsessed about it because in, in today's world, with everything going on, trying to predict four months from now, who knows? Mm, you're right. Who knows? All right, so this is, like I said, episode 70. Um I think what we wanted to talk about, I think we can finally 
not spend a significant portion of this podcast talking about coronavirus and what it's done to the stock market, other than the fact that we can comment on uh, the fact the stock market is up a lot. Um, you know, I don't haven't looked today, but basically from those lows that we saw in late March there, I think we're up about 45% off of those lows. Wow. Uh, we're getting pretty close to the values that the market was at before all this coronavirus stuff hit. So that's pretty incredible. And of course, there's a much bigger question and topic there of, you know, what's the long-term impact of stimulus and of quantitative easing and Federal Reserve policy? Um, and I wish I had an answer for that, but it's a much bigger topic, not one we're going to tackle today. Uh, what I wanted to tackle today is find out how well you, you out there, know Social Security. And Dave, you told me you did not take this quiz yet, right? No, I found the quiz. Okay. But, and I and I told you, uh, you know, we may put this in our newsletter coming up. Also, you guys yep. check out the newsletter. We probably will. But I found it, but I haven't really taken it yet. Okay. Um, well, I did take it, and uh, so I know the answers. But Dave, I'm going to ask you. We'll go through it, and we're going to let you. Well, allow you to get a couple wrong. It's it's understandable. Um, I might get them right. You don't know. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. <laughs> I should have assumed you're going to get them all right. <laughs> you didn't. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just. I don't think these are things that everyone, even working in this industry, are going to know automatically uh, the right answer. All right. I, I've never been good at multiple choice questions, so this is it's, not going to go well. Well, it's true-false, so, I mean, oh, you know, I wouldn't even call multiple choice, just true-false. I'll, I'll still overthink it. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right, this first one, I did take issue with the wording of this, um, so I'm going to reword the question just a little bit. The way they worded it is Social Security's full retirement age is going up, true or false, and the way that they phrased it is, like, this is happening in the future you know, that the full retirement age is going up. Okay. I, I'm going to think they're talking about – I'm going to say that's true. That is true. So you're, So what, what they're talking about is the fact that if you're born um, in 1954 or earlier, your full retirement age is 66. Uh, there's a whole schedule of how it phases out, and if you fall in that sort of in-between, you've seen – Oh, hey, my full retirement age is 66 in eight months. Um, for people born after 1960, our full retirement age is at age 67. So that was my issue, though, is the way they said it's going up. Well, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, it's already gone up. Yeah, I was, I was actually almost tricked by that, but I'm, I thought the same way. All right. One for one. Next. And, and by the way, I, I think this is something. Not that anybody has come close to touching Social Security, trying to fix it um, anytime recently at all. But I, I do think this is one thing that will probably have to get pushed back even further. Um, and I think it should be that if people are living longer, working longer, probably going to have to push retirement dates back for Social Security. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, if you ever paid Social Security taxes, you will get retirement benefits. True or false? If you ever pay, I think that's false. 
That's good. It is false. Um, so that's. So you have to have a certain amount of years or something like that. Or? That is correct. You've got to have ten years to qualify. So that's essentially forty quarters. So a, a quarter is um, you get one credit for every one thousand four hundred and ten dollars in earnings. So as long as you had fourteen hundred dollars in earnings that quarter, you'd get credit for that. Um, the ten years don't have to be consecutive though. So, you know, if you've ever gone back and looked at your Social Security statement and you see that those years that you worked as a, a courtesy clerk for Safeway when you were in high school, uh, and this might or might not be from personal experience, and you see, oh, hey, I earned $1,000 working that whole summer doing a miserable uh, job there, um, you're still going to get credit for that even if you have a big gap in your earnings years going forward. Gotcha. By the way, Dave, what was the worst job, kind of menial job that you ever had as a, a young person? Well, that's an interesting question because you would think mowing lawns, which was one of the ones, but the worst job I actually had. Was I love mowing for, lawns. Yeah, I didn't mind it, actually. I like that one. It was, I worked for, for one summer, I worked for Arbitron, which was okay. a company, I don't think it exists anymore, that counted... One of my dad's clients, my dad was an attorney, one of his clients was like the head of Arbitron or something like that. They counted radio diaries. Back in the day for radio ratings, you had to count the people sent in paper. <laughs> so I spent the whole summer looking at these radio diaries and, and like tabbing things. It was, it was wow. like water torture. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Next question here. You're two for two right now. Um, question three, you must be a U.S. citizen to collect Social Security, true or false? Mm, I think that's false. That is false. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm actually going back now thinking about all our clients and trying to think of what. But, all right. Yeah. So, I think that's how I got that one. This is a little easier for a financial advisor, by the way. I mean, you've had some experience dealing with different cases. So, yeah, you don't have to be a U.S. citizen. Obviously, you do have to have paid U.S. taxes and, and had those 40 credits, uh, um, you know, 40 quarters of earnings. All right, three for three. Number four, you can collect more than your full retirement benefit if you delay claiming Social Security past full retirement age. Well, that one is definitely true. Yeah, definitely true. Um, so anybody we've sat down with and talked about, um, we always take a look at how would delaying Social Security impact your retirement. And if it's something where you could collect full full benefits at 66, but you could delay all the way till 70, you know that you get an 8% credit for every year that you delay. So that would be 32% more in benefits by waiting till 70 versus 66. Now, of course, whenever we're analyzing this, the big question we have to ask people is how long they plan on living, um, which always you know, kind of gets a chuckle out of everybody because who really knows how long we're going to live? Right. Uh, but that's the big determinant. You know, if, if you knew you were going to live to age 95, ah, no question, delay taking Social Security. Um, but that break-even point is usually somewhere around 80, 81, 82, somewhere in that range. 
All right. Um, Social Security recipients are guaranteed an annual cost of living adjustment. True or false? That that is false. That is definitely false. Um, Cost of living adjustment is based on inflation. Um, When there's no inflation in a given year, there's not going to be a cost of living adjustment. Um, And what what many people have noticed is, is also the fact that if there's a cost of living adjustment and you should get an increase in Social Security, but your Medicare premiums go up, that can kind of wipe out your your increase there. Um, now, there are rules around, forget what they call it, something about a, a harmless rule. Um, there are rules around how you can't get an increase in Medicare that would actually make your Social Security benefit go down. Um, but certainly many people have experienced where they get an increase, but then it's wiped out by the increase in the Medicare premiums. All right. You're batting a thousand so far. Um, all right. Here's this probably a tougher one. If you're getting Social Security when you turn 65, you're automatically enrolled in Medicare. True or false? I'm going to go with true. That is true. Oh, my gosh. This is just like my golf game. I'm, you know this because you play <laughs> golf. On the front nine, I'm always really good. And then things fall apart on the back nine. So this is just like golf. <laughs> this is true. And this one kind of got me tripped up as I was going through it because I was saying, well, you don't, you're not automatically enrolled in Medicare. But I didn't read it carefully to say if you're getting Social Security when you turn 65. Um, if you're not getting Social Security and you're 65, well, then you've got to actually, you know, take some sort of action. And we've got a lot of federal government employees where they they could opt not to get a uh, Medicare um, policy and just stick with their Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, and then if you don't have the federal policy or you don't have health insurance coverage, then you really, really have to. All right. Uh, question seven. Divorced people can collect benefits on the earnings of a former spouse. I true. believe that is true. That is true. And I know we've dealt with this one before. <laughs> yeah, I've dealt with it. <laughs> um, so the rule is that you have to be married for at least 10 years and you have not remarried. So got to be married for at least 10 years, haven't remarried. Um, then you can collect benefits just like a spouse could. And spousal benefits are generally 50% of what the primary earner's benefits would be. Now, the question there would be, if you're better off collecting based on spousal benefits or if you're better off collecting based on your own benefits. So you certainly can't do both. Um, but when you go to the Social Security office or you know, have them run the numbers for you, they're going to take a look at what's going to be better for you, taking it on your own earnings or on your, your spouse's earnings. And I, I don't have this information in front of me, but I, I know I've seen this before, <laughs> that I believe up to three different spouses can collect on somebody's Social Security, three different exes. It's something like that, where you could be married 10 years, divorced, married 10 years, divorced, and they could... <laughs> be collecting you. And I've run across a few people in my 58 years who would potentially qualify for that type of problem. Yeah. 
how about children? Can children collect Social Security benefits, Dave? True or false? I think that's false. Oh, ouch. Oh, unfortunately, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, see, I got, I was expecting to do poorly, and then I was thinking I'm going to run the table. <laughs> uh, so minors can collect Social Security. Um, I forget the rules, and, and it doesn't cite them right here, but basically, if somebody is of the age to be collecting Social Security, so obviously, the term for this, I didn't come up with this one. This is the Viagra rule. Um, so it's basically somebody who is older, who has children who are under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of deduce where they came up with that. Um, so this person, you know, you're 66 years old and you've got a 15-year-old at home. Um, they can collect Social Security benefits until they turn 18. What, they're collecting your Social Security benefits? Or? No, it's a it's a family yeah, benefit. Their own benefit, all right. Yeah, so it's basically like a spouse can collect a spousal benefit. This this is a uh, a minor benefit. Huh. Um, uh, question number nine. I almost answered this one inadvertently a minute or two ago, but um, the statement is you can you get less from Social Security if your spouse or children are collecting benefits based on your record. Uh, false. That is false, right? Um, so you get your Social Security benefit even if your divorced spouse is collecting, your spouse, your child is collecting. Um, these are kind of all the, the benefits to Social Security that most people don't really know about. Right. Um, if you qualify for a retirement benefit and a survivor benefit, you will receive both. True or false? Um, I would say true. Ooh, no, false. Ah. <laughs> you can't. You can't get multiple, so you're gonna have to pick one. You either get your own benefit or you get the survivor benefit. Well, the, all these other questions was making the government sound so generous that I was just right. Normally, just I would think the it? government wouldn't be generous. I should have stuck with that thought on that one. Yeah. Um, question 11, your retirement benefit can be reduced if you're still working. True or false? Can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to phone a friend or do we have any lifeline? I think phone a friend, but for now, just repeat the question. <laughs> your retirement benefit will be reduced if you're still working. Basically, if you're collecting Social Security, it can be reduced if you're still earning income. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, if you're under that full retirement age, uh, whatever it is for you, 66 or 67, if you've collected, say, at 62, and now you're working, there's an income threshold. Uh, and the income threshold in 2020 is $18,240. So every $2 over that that you earn, you're going to lose $1 in benefits. So, you know, basically, if if you're still going to have a good income and you're under full retirement, you don't, you're probably not going to want to collect Social Security. Once you hit full retirement age, you can collect 
and earn $10 million a year, $100 million, doesn't matter. You can earn whatever you want, and they're not going to offset your benefit. All right. Last one. Uh, question 12. Once you're getting Social Security, you don't have FICA taxes withheld from your your paycheck. Hmm. I think that's false. That is false. Yeah. So you're still the FICA taxes, you know, that's the 7.65% that you see come out, um, which is Social Security and Medicare taxes, of course, until you hit that income cap for Social Security. Uh, those are going to continue. So if you're still working, it, it might feel like a ripoff. You still have to keep paying into it, but you, you have to do it. So. Well, I scored, I think I got an A on that test. I missed two out of 12. I think you did great on that test, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, I mean, but I've sort of been in this business for over 20 years, so I probably <laughs> should not be bragging about getting an A on a Social Security quiz. Yeah. Um, now, I will say Social Security, I mean, there's there's still plenty of nuance to it and, you know, different strategies as to when you want to file. And you know, we learned some stuff here about kids filing and ex-spouses. But they took away a lot of that nuance when they got rid of that file and suspend strategy. Right. If you remember that from a couple of years ago, and I know we've got a, a handful of clients who really took advantage of this, basically where it applied was, let's imagine you had two working spouses. So both both people had worked earned income, certainly earned their 40 credits, and would have pretty good benefits based on their own earnings track record. Well, what you used to be able to do, can't do this anymore, but you used to be able to file and suspend, which let's say that I did that, I file and suspended, then my wife could file for benefits based on my earnings track record. She would be able to collect my, you know, that 50% of my benefit and then when she hit 70, she'd switch over to her own earnings, which was really free money there for, you know, a number of years. Um, and, of course, they changed the laws and, and got rid of that, which, you know, really they, they should have because it was not designed to be that way. Yeah, it was a loophole that we were and we should have and did take advantage of for our clients. And I know a lot of people did that, but, yeah. oh, well. Yeah, but um, just in case you're wondering, that doesn't exist anymore, so you can't you can't go back and do that one anymore. Um, but that was a, a nice benefit there for a while. Uh, Dave, you know what? I think we're just going to leave this podcast as is right here. But I agree. I'm, I'm going to tease the next podcast because as we were, I was researching things today, I, I came up with some stuff, but not quite enough to do a podcast. But by next time, I'll have it. And I want to talk about inflation next time. Um, and I, inflation is a topic, a concern, an issue that's on a lot of people's minds. And, you know, tied in with this topic of inflation, I want to touch on gold. You know, what, what place does gold have in a portfolio or in inflation? Obviously, we're going to talk about monetary policy and, and what the Federal Reserve has done and may do in the future. Um, so how's that? I don't know if we've ever teased a hot topic. I think it's great, except I'll put the onus on you to remember that you teased that <laughs> when we do this 
two to three weeks from now and you forget and then That's we true. get emails. But you right. already I... got it. So yeah, you gotta make a note that we yep. do that. So that, that we should be talking about that stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we should be sending out a newsletter in a couple weeks as well. So you'll, you'll see that and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.